Welcome to the City Beautiful Church podcast. Thank you for taking the time to join our family as we strive to live together in heavenly reality. For more great content, visit us online at citybeautiful.ch. Welcome to City Beautiful Church, the most introverted church in Orlando. Um, you know, I, I, was, I was reminded uh, recently, I was, I was in conversation with a guy who does a lot of traveling around, speaking at different churches and whatnot, and he, he said, I think modern church almost exclusively caters to extroverts, and that really gave me pause. Uh, you know, that we have like the moments of greeting and we have all these things that are very like outwardly focused, uh, which can be difficult for people who are introverts. And so we've always tried at least to bring a balance. And that's kind of some of the practice that we're entering into today is creating a sense of space for us to be able to kind of connect with God on this deep, quiet place, right? Like be still and know that I'm God. We need that. Um, but we also need the testimony of others. We need to be able to engage with other people to see God in the stories of those um, whom he has bound us to in the church. Um, and so we're, today, as we're spending time in worship and prayer, we're kind of oscillating between these two ways of being in the world because one of them's not better than the other. And we need um, every opportunity we have to be able to connect with God and to be able to connect with one another and in doing so uh, to be transformed. You know, we're talking about like this whole year, our vision is like from the throne flows a river of renewal. And what does it mean for us to be renewed time and again by our engagement with God um, through all of these different practices that God has welcomed us into as the church? Um, and this is especially poignant uh, and beautiful for us because we're celebrating also 10 years as a church which is rather impressive. So uh, just a quick tally, how many of you have been here for at least a year? How many of you at least two years? Three years? Five years? Seven years? We should all dance instead of we should, we should all dance. Sorry, welcome to the most extroverted church. Like at a wedding where the people dance in I don't know what you're talking about. People dance? At weddings, they're like, everyone is married, come out on the floor. No, no dancing. This is a Christian church. I think I, I, think I know what you're talking about. Um, moshing's acceptable. Yeah. Man, this, since we're off track, I'm going to deliver Yeah, this got way off. This got way off. Mmm. Um, you know, and that, the, the fact that our church has been around for 10 years, like that already kind of defies uh, a lot of the, the kind of norms of, of how this thing is supposed to work. Um, but it's because we want to be a community that's always keeping focused, first and foremost, is continually being recentered on King Jesus, seeing Jesus on the throne, not compromising in any way, shape, or form um, who gets our allegiance. We've talked about that all through last year when we were talking about Jesus as king. And then all this year saying, okay, if Jesus is king, how does that reshape a lot of our understanding of who we think that we are, what our place is in the world, what we're called to do with our lives. Um, but that's something that we have to keep visiting. Even last week when um, I was talking about identity and remembering who we are, that our, our identities are not something that we earn that it's, it's not a status to maintain, but it's a gift to be received. It's learning how to live into that giftedness, this unshakable reality that we are the beloved of Christ. And from that place, 
re-engaging with the world around us and knowing that whatever we do, we're not doing it to earn love. We're not doing it to earn affection or power or privilege or whatever it might be, but we're doing it as this natural outflow, outflow of God already speaking through us or to us in the very beginning saying, this is my son or this is my daughter in whom I'm well pleased. And we need these spaces, these moments uh, and I think this is a big part of what Sundays are for, to come here to be reminded of who we really are. So when you go back out, you carry that with you and you're a little less phased by the chaos of the world around you. So today we're going to be um, doing a meditation on one of my absolute favorite Psalms, Psalm 103. Um, and I think it's a really beautiful encapsulation of the heart of God uh, and of the good news of Jesus, even though perhaps the writer wasn't envisioning it all taking place the way that we know that it did. And so. I'm going to lead you through a time of meditation. There will be a place of quiet uh, for you just to sit with the spirit of Jesus and allow it to wash over you. And then, so that'll appeal to your introverts. How many of you are introverted? So all of you, basically. <laughs> Almost. I'm kidding. I got y'all. I got you. I tease because I love. Uh, and then we're going to have some moments of engagement. There's going to be three questions, and you're going to sit with the folks around you, uh, and you're going to share. And it's, a lot of it's reflection, especially over this past few months as we've been in this series for the sake of the world. What have you, uh, what have you recognized about the heart of God? What have you learned about yourself? Like, what have you been reminded about your true identity? And how have you shifted your understanding of your posture towards the world? Like who you're called to be, the job that God has given you to do. So I'm going to lead the meditation. We'll have those three questions and then we'll continue on. Um, so a couple quick notes about meditation. We've talked about this a lot, but just always a good refresher. Um, for us as Christians, meditation is about emptying ourselves so that we can be filled with the spirit of Jesus. That's what meditation is about. It's about being able to quiet our hearts and our minds from that constant. How many of you also have that kind of constant monkey mind? Like I've told you before, I can't, I haven't been able to sleep for like a month because I lay down and I'm just like, what if I just solved abortion right now? And you're like, oh, that's how my brain works all the time. But it's, it's about being able to quiet ourselves down and emptying that space, clearing space so that the spirit of Jesus can come and inhabit. And whenever we meditate on scripture, um, there's a couple things. There's a lot of different ways that it works. Um, sometimes there's a word or a phrase that might really jump out at you or you get kind of stuck there. And, and, and we believe that that might be an invitation from, it's like, like a divine nudge. Like God is saying, hey, yeah, that, that little, that phrase, that word, that's the thing that I want you to be focusing on. Because sometimes when God speaks to us, it's not that it's a conclusion, but it might be a question or it might be just something for us to dwell in. For some of us, it might be that you, you have a picture or an image or a memory, perhaps you're a visual learner and God says, hey, do you remember that one time that this thing happened? I want to connect it to this point of my story or um, it might be a different scripture or whatever it might be. And to trust that that's also how God might be speaking to you. Um, there, you might get uh, a feeling that God speaks to us through our emotions and really being curious about the emotions that we have. Even if it's a, you know, a, this happens for me a lot when I'm in the Psalms, there's like a, there's a phrase and I feel a sense of like disgust or contempt welling up in me. How many of you like feel that sometimes when you read scriptures, a little bit of contempt and God goes, tell me about that. Let's explore that for a second. And you're like, okay, fine. So whatever it might be, 
to trust that that is the spirit of God speaking to you. Uh, and the other thing is that I, you know, I believe very strongly that our, our minds and our hearts follow our bodies. And so if, if we are kind of squinched up and tight and like covered over like this, like if our posture is closed off physically, then a lot of times uh, through our heart and intellectually, we're also closed off to God. But when our posture is more intentionally open, um, we're more receptive to receiving from the spirit of God. So I want you to just right now, even where you are when you're sitting, like just take a kind of quick inventory of your body. Like where are you feeling tension? Um, perhaps your, your shoulders are all kind of tight and you need to loosen those up or you feel it in your hands perhaps where you've been, you've been too tight fisted and that's often, you know, kind of a, uh, a, a, a visually like reminder that like you're holding on to something too tight, even emotionally, um, or pay attention to kind of even the muscles around your face or your, your eyes all closed off or your mouth is all sour, whatever it might be. And just take a moment to open yourself up a little bit physically which I think will allow the Lord uh, to speak to you in those other ways. So I'm going to pray and we're going to step into this meditation on Psalm 103. It'll be on the screen behind me if you're visual, um, but I would encourage you if you want just to close your eyes and allow the Lord to speak to you. So let's pray. So um, Heavenly Father, we testify the truth that you are here and that you are with us, that you are for us, you are not against us. And God, even today, as we celebrate 10 years as a church community, as we reflect on everything you've done, may that give us a sense of gratitude and awe that when we look to the next 10 years, we have a sense of confidence that you have done these things before and that you will do them again. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you would alight upon each of your dear ones here this morning that you'd open our hearts to receive your love, you'd open our minds to receive your truth, and open our spirits to receive your presence. So speak, Lord, for we're listening. Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds, to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love.
He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone and its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. So we'll just sit with that quietly for a couple of minutes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. 
you know, for me in that, I kept coming back to like the praise the Lord, oh my soul. And I, I was reminded of years ago when I was just, I was in a really rough spot um, going out to the beach, uh, you know, by myself, which isn't, I'm not a beach person, as you can tell by this entire arm is absolutely roasted from yesterday. Never send three Irish people to the beach by themselves. Doesn't work, turn out well. Um, but I remember just being in this really kind of despondent place and, and walking the beach and uh, these hymns kind of, I felt like they were kind of bubbling up to the surface within me. Does that ever happen to you where you're just, you're just, you're just dwelling on something. You're just in this, this tight spot. You know, the Psalms talk about that a lot, like the tight place, the tight spot, this place of constriction where you feel like you're caught between an emotional rock and a hard place. And this song started to come up from somewhere within me and I was almost felt unprompted. And it was one of those moments that I, I think I really began to understand what praise the Lord, oh, my soul means. That I think our souls, when properly trained in loving God, um, can cry out to him when our minds and our hearts, like our surface person, is just caught in the chaos. And I think there's really something profound about when we worship we're internalizing these truths, making them truest at the deepest part. You know, with that other psalm where it says where deep cries out to deep. This, the deepest, truest part of us um, internalizes that. We, when we memorize scripture, when we allow songs to worship, to, to, to pour over us, to immerse ourselves in those truths, then when we need them most, when we're feeling that sense of chaos or despondency or disconnection that comes up from deep within us and our souls begin to minister to the rest of us. And that helps us to center on God's love. And so that's, that's what I was really... Um, focusing in on there. Uh, you know, but for all of us, uh, as a church community, we've established this uh, community on these kind of three primary theological values um, that we believe that first and foremost, it's intimacy with God um, that gives us our source. And we ask that question, who do I belong to? Which is a deep question of the human heart. That we believe that we belong to God. And so the primary uh, journey in life for us is to cultivate a sense of intimacy with God, to know the heart of God, to be able to listen to the voice of God. And secondly, from that, our second value is to inhabit our identity in Christ. And that's a lot of what I was talking about last week, to know because of this God who loves me, who am I really? And we talked about last week, like my, I am not uh, my achievements. I'm not my personality. I'm not a lot of these kind of dividing walls of hostility and markers that can be established in the world around me, continually telling me who I am, but I am the beloved of God that's revealed in Christ. And how do I learn how to inhabit that day after day? And then thirdly, our purpose as the spirit led church, that when we know this is what we're called to be for the world, and this is what we're called to do, that we follow the spirit wherever the spirit might lead us. And we're willing to be surprised and delighted by what it looks like for us to share the love of God with the world around us. And a lot of us came from religious communities where that's actually inverted, where purpose comes first. If I do a bunch of stuff correctly, then I get to earn a status. I get to be something. And once I'm considered worthy in my being, then I can finally approach God. And that's kind of the last step. And so a lot of the work that we do as a community is trying to bring healing even to those old religious wounds that many of us carry. So um, using whatever you feel like the Lord's sharing with you in that, in that Psalm, Psalm 103, 
Um, there's going to be three questions, and I'm going to invite you to turn to the people next to you. It can be maybe like three to five people. Some of you might I need to move a little bit. And you're going to share. And I think when we give this kind of testimony, um, it does that thing. It, it recenters us and, and, and opens our eyes to the reality of God. And I've been thinking a lot about how much of a shame it is that a lot of times we feel embarrassed to talk about God and the things of God um, with the people that we've been brought into relationship with. When how do we make that the most vibrant and realist part of our relationships uh, to one another? So I want to encourage you to be bold in sharing because the person sitting next to you might really need to hear what you have to say. Um, and even if you're in a place where you're not confident in these things, to be able to speak that out, that's okay. Like that, that speaks um, a space of honesty as well. So um, there'll be three questions. They're going to come up on the screen, turn to one another. The first question is this kind of a question of intimacy. What is one attribute of God's heart that draws me close to him in this season? What's one quality of the character of God that has really mattered to you um, and keeps drawing you close to him? So turn to your neighbors uh, and discuss that for a couple minutes. All right, the second question is a question of identity. So moving from who God is to who I really am. Uh, what's one thing I've realized recently about my identity as the beloved of God in Christ? Is there a f like a false identifier that you've been really struggling with and wrestling with or kind of bringing to the Lord to say, I need to let go of my worth being tied up in this thing in my personality, in my achievements or whatever it might be. So take a couple minutes. What's one thing I have re realized recently about my identity as the beloved of God in Christ? And the third and final question, so a question of intimacy, a question of identity, and now purpose. Uh, what's one way that I've come to understand my purpose in revealing God's kingdom for the sake of the world? We've used a lot of language for this that we talked about. Uh, you know, in scripture, it says that we are ambassadors for the kingdom, um, that we are a holy and royal priesthood, being that mediator between God and creation. Um, that we are resident aliens, as Peter tells us, that we live in this world, but we're not of it, like our primary citizenship being in heaven. Uh, and then last week, I, I really love that phrase um, that Paul uses, that we will shine like stars in the sky, that there's something about the way that we light the way home uh, for the rest of humanity. So um, just anything that you're re realizing about your sense of purpose, like what you're called to do in the world. So take a couple minutes and discuss that.
it's ready. Do you have your papers? All right. There's so much more uh, that we could say, of course, but my hope as a community is that these are the, these are the kind of conversations um, that we don't reserve just for Sundays, that, but we continue to talk about these things, that we put it at the center of why we relate to one another, because we need each other. We need to be reminded of what's true about God. We need to be reminded of what's true about each one of us and what we're called to do and what we're not called to do. Um, and so I want to encourage you to kind of keep those three things at the center of your focus. Like, what is God really like? Who am I because of God's love for me? And then what is it that I'm called to be for the world um, on behalf of God? So I invite you to stand with me and we're going to continue to worship. And as we're worshiping, I, like I said, I, you know, the, the little revelation I had there just a moment ago from Psalm 103, um, that as we sing, we're singing these things to ourselves, like to the deepest part of us in our souls, so that our souls can sing them back in the time that we need them the most. But we're also singing on behalf of those around us, that there are people in this room where maybe it's really hard to believe these things, or we're, what, you know, we're, we're bringing things into this space that we're struggling with and going, I, I don't know. I don't know if God really loves me. I don't know um, if this, this thing that's offered to me through Christ is as real um, as it is that we sing. And we say, that's okay. It's okay that we bring our doubts and our uh, confusion into this place. So we sing on behalf of each other. Um, we sing these truths over one another because we might be in a place where we need someone to sing on our behalf. Uh, so I'm going to pray and we're going to continue in worship. Lord, we thank you that you are a God um, who not only uh, is capable of speaking to us today, but you eagerly desire it, Lord. I always imagine you on the edge of your seat and leaning in, inclining your ear to us because you want to speak. You want to move in each of our lives. Lord, I pray that we might day by day gather up the confidence to believe that, that you want to speak to us and that we are capable of hearing your voice in all the different ways that you speak. So, Lord, as we continue in worship, I pray that you would continue to speak to us, reveal things to us of the deepest truths of ourselves, the deepest truths of who you are, so that we can be recentered on King Jesus, so we can be renewed in you time and again. We dedicate this time and this space to you. We pray all of this in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's worship. This has been the City Beautiful Church podcast. To stay connected, follow us on social everywhere at City Beautiful CH. We hope you join us again soon.